With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Here we go, live in Los Angeles. It's the Hurt. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening, thanks for making us part of your day. A lot of people in my family are sick, J-Mac. Hope your family's doing okay. A lot of colds going around. It's getting windy and cold and wet all over the country. I, I don't know. I'm more focused on NFL this week. <laughs> than than your family's health. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, Will Levis just announced he's starting again this week. You know, a lot of NFL stuff happening. Dabo Sweeney getting his butt kicked right now. Yeah. And a bowl game. Like, there's just so much happening. I can't bother. I can't be bothered by, like, colds. I'm kind of the same way. Yeah. I'm above colds. Take some vitamin C and just move on. Yeah, exactly. M- mind over matter. Right? You work out. Apparently that helps you when you're sick. You I know? saw that. Yeah. Working out. Just get to a gym. Yeah. Go for a run. Get out of the house. You, it's going to be fine. It's just the flu. You and I agree with that. Yeah. So um, that was fun last night. Joe Flacco, if you're a Browns fan. Joe Flacco led the Browns to their fourth straight win last night. And for the first time in years, there's no pressure on the quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. None. And this is what it looks like with this roster. Fun, competitive, collaborative, grown-ups, all in one direction. Cleveland's had a very good roster for years, but Baker came in. He was young, chutzpah, cocky, little immature. And then Deshaun Watson enters. Weird baggage. Coaching carousel. Uh uh-uh. uh. Today, Cleveland. Today. Great young GM, Andrew Barry. Great young offensive coach, and that matters, Kevin Stefanski. Excellent players, and an adult at quarterback with no baggage. This is what it looks like. And Stefanski's doing it. They're missing linemen, running back, Amari Cooper, fourth quarterback. This guy, Stefanski and Flacco, it works. And this offense is undeniably better. With Joe Flacco starting, then Deshaun Watson. Sorry if it hurts your feelings. But in five starts, just five, Flacco's got 13 touchdown passes. Over two years, Deshaun Watson in uh, uh, 12 starts has won more than that. The offense is better with Flacco. Big arm, sees the field better, grown up, not weird, no baggage. Coach isn't the problem. Stefanski's never been the problem. The people criticizing him don't get it. And those who don't get it, don't get that, don't get it. Stefanski's never been the problem. Um, And it shouldn't be lost. Last night, Cleveland's on their fourth quarterback, missing several starters. Offense is rolling. The Jets on a backup with a defensive coach. Mess again. Shouldn't be lost. It's happening all over the league. When you get a quarterback disruption, The offensive coaches can handle it. The defensive coaches and teams spiral. Of course, there's a controversy looming. It's the Cleveland Browns, after all. What do you do if Flacco gets them to the AFC Championship? What do you do? 
Well, thanks, Joe. It's been fun. The team loves him. The coaches clearly trust him. He's doing it without starters. What do you do? What do you do with Watson and Flacco? I don't know, but here's what I do know. In this moment in December, soon to be January, maybe playing until February, this is a viable AFC championship team with a young, really, really bright offensive coach with an excellent roster again and with a quarterback who's a grown-up with no baggage having the time of his life. Cleveland's real, real grown-up at coach and quarterback. It's not a shot at Baker. He's a kid. Deshaun Watson, not my guy. But this is what Cleveland should be looking like. This is what this coach can deliver. This GM, this roster, these players, they're good. They're really good players all over it. Even missing players, they're at a different level than many teams in the NFL. Tip of the cap to Flacco, and here's the coach after. And what this team has showed time and time again is that I will fight my off for my teammate. And I appreciate that, fellas. Okay? That's what makes great teams. Okay? This second season that we're going into, there's going to be a bunch of great teams. That's what it is. But the team I see in here is a connected football team that will not be denied for the brother next to you. Okay? That's the truth. We still, we still have work to do. Yes, sir. We got work to do, but I'm telling you, fellas, you earned it tonight. You earned it. You took care of business, and you earned it. I'm proud of you guys. Team on three. One, two, three. And this can't be lost. In 2023, NFL quarterbacks are tall. Some are thin. Some are stout. Some are short. Some move. Some don't. But one thing in common with the quarterbacks that win consistently, no baggage. Not weird, grown-ups, adults. Cleveland finally has one at quarterback, and this is what you get. Russell Wilson's post-Seahawk career has been interesting, hasn't it? I was thinking about this last night. It's been complicated. So Michael Jordan's wizard years, <laughs> a little bumpy, didn't affect his legacy. That... Odd year, ugly year, Favre with the Jets. Didn't really affect his football legacy. Shaq, bouncing around the NBA last several years. Has had no impact on his legacy. Hall of Fame level, guys. Russell Wilson's Seattle legacy is very complicated. There was a while there, we were all watching, thinking, is this what quarterback's going to look like going forward? Have to move. Im Intuitive, impulsive, quick, raindrop throws. New information. When he had the top defense and the top run game, Seattle rolled. And then they started using a phrase, let Russ cook. And the team became more Russ-centric, and they won a lot less. Even in the two seasons, Russ got to a Super Bowl. Those two seasons, with the number one run game. A Hall of Fame-level coach and a great defense, 13 times in two years, Russ threw for under 200 yards. In two years, 13 times. And again, once they let Russ cook, the food wasn't as good. So Russ wanted respect and moved to Denver to open up his own restaurant. Two words, kitchen nightmare. It failed. That's the reality. This Bronco debacle absolutely tarnishes his legacy. It has crystallized the truth that he is a good quarterback, sometimes very good, but with an all-time coach, an all-time running back, and an all-time defense. He's good to very good. It doesn't help his legacy that Seattle, and I think they'll beat Pittsburgh this weekend, will make the playoffs for the second straight year in a tough division with a combination of Geno Smith and Drew Locke. Yeah, I have been a huge Russ guy. Still thought earlier this year he was playing pretty well. But I've always leaned on a saying, and I believe it more than ever today. New data, I have to reassess my opinion. I don't get locked into anything other than my wife and kids. New information, new data, 
time to reassess. And with Russell Wilson, I don't think there's much of a market going forward. I think there is a bigger market for Justin Fields, who I'm not sure can quarterback consistently and win than Russell Wilson. Albert Breer talked about this yesterday. Well, he has the same problem that Cam Newton and Tim Tebow had. Can you imagine him as a backup, Colin? You can envision Kirk Cousins going somewhere as he gets older and becoming a backup or becoming a bridge quarterback. It's a lot harder to do that with Russell Wilson because everything he brings with him, his celebrity, all the different things, the history. Um, you know, I just it's hard to figure where his fit is going to be. It's not even finding an individual team. It's finding a particular circumstance that he would fit into at this point. At another layer, Sean Payton's one with everybody. Taysom Hill, more athlete than quarterback. And he's bailing on Russell Wilson and the contract, even though it will be punitive for multiple years in Denver. He'll have to overcome him. He'd rather have him out and pay for him than have him in and pay for him. The let Russ cook thing didn't really work. The new kitchen was a nightmare. Peyton moving off him. Not exactly a big market. Russ has to be reflective here. I'm not a fan of anything outside of my kids and wife forever. You got to look in the mirror. And I don't see a market. Denver's basically saying we'd rather take the cap hit without him here with Jarrett Stidham. And so I do think legacies get very complicated. And I'm not sure there's ever been a quarterback with a more complicated one about 60% through his career than Russell Wilson. I have a great parlay for you this weekend. Thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook. New users use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's me. When you download the app, takes about a minute. Now for my parlay pick of the week via DraftKings Sportsbook. Cowboys at home minus six against Detroit. I like Detroit, but they're hot and cold. Never as good on the road. Cowboys have to get good and get right. I'll take them to win by a touchdown. Steelers plus three and a half at Seattle. Let's be honest about the Seahawks. They've been outplayed and won the last two weeks. I'll take the hook at three and a half Pittsburgh. Broncos minus five hosting the Chargers. Listen, it's the season. Russell Wilson may get moved out of town if he plays poorly again. I get a coaching and a quarterback edge at home. Broncos minus five. If you want to take the herd parlay, check out DraftKings Sportsbook. New users. The code is herd when you download the app. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. See show notes for full details. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. 
So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We'll get to Dwight Freeney, just named a finalist for the Pro Football Hall of Fame for 2024. Uh, I I will say this. The Athletic had a story this morning about uh, Jim Harbaugh, uh, multiple sources saying he's a great coach, well-respected, but he's a lot. uh, And what are you willing to deal with? So he and Trent Baalke, the GM of the Jags, formerly of the Niners, used to really battle. Uh, I will say this. I've been told uh, by more than one source that the L.A. Chargers will make a call. And once the season ends for Michigan, they're going to engage with his agent. Uh, The Chargers, this league's pretty simple to figure out in 2023. If you get the quarterback right and the coach right, you win instantly. Um, Good God, Joe Flacco's the fourth Browns quarterback in their winning. So if you can get the offensive coach right uh, and the quarterback can even be good, and Herbert certainly qualifies as better than good, um, you're you're going to win for 10 years. So the Chargers are interested. They also have a reputation in a very distracted, expensive L.A. market with people have options that they're a little cheap. They're trying to beat up that reputation. They're building a new facility in El Segundo. They sp- spent money on Herbert and Bosa and the center Lindsley, uh, Khalil Mack. So the Chargers want their fan base and Los Angeles fans. And there's a lot of casuals out there that will go if you win. They want them to know we're going to spend money. Uh, You can say what you want about the San Diego Chargers, but the L.A. Chargers, we're going to build a facility and spend some money. So I've I've been told again that Harbaugh, the former Colt, uh, is somebody the Chargers are seriously interested in and money would not be an obstacle. So there was a story a couple days ago that uh, Michigan offered $125 million. It would be well beyond that. Dwight Freeney doesn't know. Jim didn't play with him, but uh, is a former Colt, now finalist for the Hall of Fame class. You know, it's interesting. The knock on Harbaugh is he's a lot to deal with. And my takeaway is there's not a lot of Tony Dungies out there. (laughs) Okay? Most guys, (laughs) they bring a lot of stuff. You had one of the easiest going, chill, decent coaches ever. Did, Did Dungy ever raise his voice? Ever? Oof. I mean, listen, he, I mean, if he did, it may have happened one time. I think there was a fight in practice. It was a, you know, early, like 2003, 2004, there was a special teams fight. And I, for the first time heard Tony raise his voice one decibel, (laughs) one more decibel than normal. And, and you know what, the guys who got in a fight, they were cut off the team. Wow. Um, it doesn't happen often. It, it didn't happen often. Um, you know, Tony sometimes yells at the refs, you know, from time to time. Uh, but how he deals with us, he always dealt with us like men and treated us with tremendous amount of respect. And this is one of the reasons why we love him so much. So I, um, I watched the Dolphins-Cowboys game. And Dak pulls Wilkins into him, and Micah can't get a holding. Micah hit Tua, and in, in real time, it was bang, bang. I don't know what in the world Micah Parsons is supposed to do. Yeah. I don't know how you go full stop at 250 pounds running full speed, full stop. Like, I don't get it. Um, I understand macro level, Dwight, why they're doing it. We've got a bunch of backups planned this weekend. But um, yep. what would you have done to alleviate penalties – and still play with a regulated level of speed and violence. What would you have done as a D lineman? Well, I mean, to be quite honest with you, I think you hit, you know, the nail on the head. It's, 
it's virtually impossible for a defensive lineman going at the speed and acceleration of, of a Micah Parsons. Those guys are undersized, okay? So when you're an undersized, I guess, defensive lineman or a linebacker, you're, the way that you win, the way that you beat your offensive tackle guard is with momentum. Right. Because you're not going to just be able to push a guy. And right. Just, you know, lean on a guy. That's right. Once in a while, you'll be able to do that. But most times you're going full speed around the corner. So as you're going full speed around this corner, you've got somebody who's 350 pounds who does not want you to go around the corner. <laughs> you have a quarterback who wants to avoid you and, and, and throw you off. You know, look, just think about all the times Josh Allen is fighting back there, throwing right. guys off. It's literally impossible for a guy, especially Micah's stature, to come around the corner and then ask him to then slow down and then gently lay this quarterback down. What, what it is, is he's going to play as hard as he can play. And if the ref's going to decide, hey, you know what, I'll call it this time, then that's what's going to happen. You know, it's it's based on what the refs want to see and how they see it. And that's just what it is. I think it's left up to too much interpretation and, and how is the glass half full, half empty type of, you know, mindset or vision from the offense, from the, um, from the refs. I think it should be reviewable. I think it's something yeah. that needs to be reviewable and it's, it's too detrimental to the game. It's too big of a penalty. Um, you know, I just think it's just, I understand what they're doing. Like you're saying from a macro standpoint, protect the quarterback. I get it. The money makers, I guess. Right. Yeah. But I'm just saying is other guys have jobs to do and the team has a job to do defense has a job to do, and they have to have the ability to do so and play the game as it was meant to be played hard and reckless. So I'm watching Flacco last night and my, my interpretation is, Cleveland's quarterbacks, Baker and Deshaun, had enormous pressure. And Flacco's got none. And he's laughing and he's smiling. And I think people feed off it. And, I, you know, years ago, somebody talked about Peyton Manning. I remember Bill Polian telling me this story. He said Peyton was intense. He was a teeth clencher. You know, he was, a, he was intense. And he said sometimes we'd say, Peyton, you're, you're making everybody a little anxious. You got to loosen up a little bit. And I think there is value when I watch Flacco in Cleveland is there is a, a temperament. I want my Dwight Freenies to be ticked off and coming off the edge. I like my quarterbacks to be a little bit mentors and quarterbackial out there. What do you make of Flacco, this resurgence, this success, the happiness? It just looks like the team feeds off him. I mean, do you have any stories that relate to that, that, that there is a casualness and uh, the team doesn't feel pressured and uptight with Baker and Deshaun? They feel collaborative and fun and competitive with Flacco? Well, I, I think this, you know, for us, all right, the defense, we worried about what we needed to worry about. And the offense, they need, they worried about the things that they need to worry about. All right, so I don't know collectively how much that is a factor from a defensive perspective, other than what happens on the scoreboard and what happens in the game, whether he be cool, calm, collective, or intense, clinching his teeth. But that being said, from an offensive standpoint, I would have to believe that, you know, the more comfortable you are um, with the system in the scheme, you know, the more confident you're going to be. Um, I always said that being a veteran in this league counts double, you know, and I've always said that I wish I knew the stuff I knew when I was 34, when I was 24, you know, because I had all the ability in the world and, and athleticism when I was 24, but didn't know much, right. you know, but when I got 34, it was like, I, I knew everything, but I didn't have the athletic <laughs> ability to match it the way I wanted to match it up. So at the quarterback position, you know, you have a chance to sit there, analyze, know, read coverages and have confidence about what you're doing. And so that experience that you're seeing that's I think that's what you're really seeing is experience and that you know the more experience that you have brings calmness and that calmness you'll see he'll make the right throw when he's time to make that right throw he knows when to gamble he can see what's happening before it happens and the only reason why you can do that is because you've played as long as Joe has 
Yeah. Dwight, you're you're um, a Hall of Fame finalist. Take me to the – your life right now is great. That jacket, that moment, uh, what does it mean for somebody that played at a high level? How does it – How do, is it the icing on the cake or is it the cake? It's definitely the icing on the cake. Um, and, and the, you know, for me, you know, I love to live that life of, you know, Hey, you only worry about things that you can control. Right. You know, and I, I've done a, I think a pretty decent job at that, but the hall of fame is a little different because <laughs> you can't, you can't control it and it matters. And even, even though you want to tell yourself, ah, you know what, if I never get the call, it's okay. I played this many years. I had a great career, but it does matter Yeah, because it's, it's the, top of the top and you know if you are at this level especially a a final 15 guy you know you have a certain mentality and you want to you know achieve the greatest and the best of of it all you know and i think the hall of fame would be that you know i don't have control over it i've done what i've done and it's up to those who decide um whether if i've done enough to get into that prestigious club um, so hopefully God willing, this is the year. And, um, you know, if it's not, then Hey, I have to wait another year and it is what it is. I can't control it. For the record, you got to like Shane Steichen because Gardner Minshew may make the playoffs yeah. and that's nothing against Gardner, but in Indianapolis, I feel like I'm watching the next McVay, honestly, the next brilliant coach. I honestly think that's what I watch your thoughts watching. I think he's done an amazing job. I mean, you go from what they did last year, okay, and you think, all right, this team's going to be a rebuilding team. Don't expect much from them. They have a rookie quarterback uh, coming in. They're going to draft early. And and now you turn on the TV and you're like, wait a minute, they're tied for first? <laughs> How did that happen? You know, they, you know, this wasn't part of the, you know, the recipe or the plan, per se, of, of, of viewers kind of going in, tuning into the Indianapolis coach. I think he's done a great job. Um, he's had a whole bunch of injuries, okay? Obviously, the issues with Jonathan Taylor in the beginning of the year, him not playing for a big portion of the year. Um, so the rhythm of him is still coming. It's still not where it was a couple of years ago. You know, you have a starting quarterback of Garner Minshew, who's a backup. Okay. He is a good quarterback, uh, but that's not what the plan was. All these RPOs and having Jonathan run downhill and you have Anthony um, Richardson coming off of that. They don't have that. Um, and they're doing a great job. Um, offensively and defensively, the big thing that they're doing is they're getting turnovers. Yeah. And that is what the Indianapolis formula is. And hopefully they can keep that thing going. You know, I love turning on the tube and watching the old squad do what they do. Seven Pro Bowl, Super Bowl champ, Dwight Freeney. Good luck to you. Always good having you on, man. Have a great weekend. Oh, man, thank you for having me. You take care of yourself. Happy New Year. Yeah, that's a Hall of Famer. That's a guy that was a Hall of Famer that you had to scheme around. That, to me, is the definition. Did you put the tape in as an offensive coach or a defensive coach and say, we've got to scheme around him? That's a Bosa. That's a Freeney. That's an Aaron Donald. That's a Miles Garrett. That was a Deion Sanders. That was a Darrell Rivas. Do I have to scheme around Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, they need a few more years. That, that to me, has always been sort of the definition in football. Do I have to literally look at the tape with all these great players and go, oh, I have to double block him. Oh, we have to chip block him. Oh, we have to roll the coverage on him. Oh, we have to double team him. That's what a Hall of Famer to me is, and that was Dwight Freedy. J-Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. Uh, I feel like if uh, this were another day, this story would be bigger for us. Um, so Caleb Williams, we we know, is a generational draft prospect. Yeah. Uh, you love him going one. I think he's going to go one. Uh, we'll see about the chatter about Drake May. However, NFL draft analyst Mel Kuyper, who you used to work with, is saying that red hot Jaden Daniels from LSU is drawing some buzz and could go number one in the draft. Now, we know the draft process is long. We're going to hear a bunch of names. We're going to hear probably a scenario where Marvin Harrison goes one, whatever. Yeah. It's silly. He is smaller. I'm asking. He is thinner. He is, doesn't have the body frame. And that we've seen this year, it matters. 
I think he's a little he was a, he was a rail at Arizona State. He's put on weight. But I, I think he is a smaller body. And off the Bryce Young concerns where Stroud looks big, Will Levis looks big, Anthony Richardson looks big, and Bryce looks tiny. I do think he comes off as a little slender. Now, I would pick him. I have no problem taking him, too. Okay. Uh, for, I'm looking this up just because it looks like he's like a rangy dude. Height listed at 6'4". Even if they exaggerate that, Jaden yeah, Daniels fine. 6'3". Yeah, weight's probably exaggerated 200 pounds. Uh, his weight, he's, okay. he is, he is a, again, these guys all, exa- Russ, Russell, Russell Wilson's 5'11 and right, a half. Right, yeah. I know. So, But that being said, He's running away from everybody oh, all season yeah, and I'm, making crazy plays. Well, I know people love Bryce Young at Alabama. Daniels has some players with him, no doubt. What are we talking here? Ceiling? F- top five pick? Oh, absolutely. No, I would have no problem him going two over Drake May. No problem at all. Now, would, that's a surprise. You, have, you think he could go two? Yeah, I, don't, I think Caleb's number one. I think Caleb's bigger and stronger, more of a power thrower. Yeah. And equally elusive. So... I mentioned top five because if the Jets end up, let's say they lose to the Patriots next week, they haven't beat them in forever. And the Jets are at five. Oh, that would be amazing. Because then now you're in a great spot where you can trade down. Somebody wants to come up and get a quarterback. Daniels being in the discussion is fascinating. Um, I'm just going to, I'm not selling my J.J. McCarthy stock Monday. We shall see what McCarthy does against Alabama's defense. Uh, Next up, Colin, the Detroit Lions headed to the playoffs for the first time in nearly a decade Dan Campbell's team loves playing physical. Uh, some people don't buy them as a postseason threat. On a podcast, Larry Fitzgerald, the former great Cardinals wide receiver, said, it's hard for you to take them seriously. Colin, this is a shot. I can't take the Lions seriously. What, what do you think he means here? Well, I, I I think anybody that has that good of an offensive line you take seriously, <laughs> I think that's their... I mean, I, there's a lot of things I like about the Lions, but I think, like, they played Dallas this weekend, and I was really on Dallas early, and then my, my takeaway was, oh, they can run the ball on Dallas, and Dallas, Dak will sit on the sidelines and watch some of this. I, I, would, take da- I would take Detroit seriously. Right, you've got a Super Bowl quarterback, a, a great offensive line, and do they got playmakers. Though, though that game against Minnesota, they 90% of the teams in this league would have lost that game. Like, you're just down, and it's out. That team can score 17 points like a college team. They can really move around. It's weird. People seem to be uh, poo-pooing the Lions like they don't have a chance. I'm just telling you, everybody at the top of the NFC is flawed. San Fran, we're seeing Trent Williams. Is he not going to go this week? Debo Samuel, like, San Francisco banged up ain't great, Colin. We know that. We saw them struggle earlier this season. Eagles have flaws. Cowboys have flaws. Like, why not the Lions? I could see them making a run. I mean, they got to beat Dallas this weekend and... uh, my pick will be coming up with that one in uh, like 10 minutes. Oh, interesting. Fi- yeah. Final story here. I don't know if you saw this. The Vikings are benching Nick Mullins. He had a chance. They are turning to rookie Jaron Hall at quarterback. Sunday night football. First of all, how is this a Sunday night game? How was this not flexed out in Miami, Baltimore? Well, because Green Bay has a huge, huge brand. So? And the Vikings can still make the playoffs. I wouldn't have flexed this one out. Jordan Love and and Jaron Hall, even if it was Nick Mullins. No, Jordan Love's fun to watch. Green Bay's offense is a blast. Baltimore, Miami. Well, I would like an AFC Championship game. You got to put that on Sunday Night Football. You're not waiting all day for the Sunday Night Game featuring Jaron Hall. uh, Now I don't know this for sure, but I think those calls. Now you got to call network. You have to massage. You can't just flex anything you want anytime. I think it's harder than you think. Okay. Different networks. You got to deal with the. All these presidents and they're leaning on you and you can't take this game. And our, our president, I, I don't know this, but I'm sure our CEO upstairs is fighting like mad when they want to flex out a game or flex in a game. You're fighting for this stuff. You got yeah. contracts. So I, it sounds just, hey, just put the best games on. Even the they don't let you put anybody on more than six times. Well, okay, fine. But buried in the deck in like a nine, p- one, nine game slate at 1 p.m. is Miami and Ravens. Not, I mean, that shouldn't be a 1 p.m. game. That's a standalone. I want to watch. I it, agree. Right? You and I agree. That's a, that's the game of the day. It's just disappointing. Anyways, what do you, what do you got here? Vikings, Packers. You did not have I, it. Green Bay is. Uh, I was talking to some uh, very important gamblers, and Green Bay is the side. I didn't like it because I don't like those late TV home games where the crowd is buzzing. Green Bay is the side. So I did Minnesota's, consider. 
at home, favored, I think, by one. I would take Green Bay to win that game. I'm telling you, I like watching their offense. Jordan loves erratic, but those receivers, I don't know. I'm not joking when I say this. I'm not joking. Green Bay has drafted more good receivers in two years than Belichick did in 20. They are stacked. All those dudes can play. They're all twitchy. They can all run. I should note, uh, I shouldn't be looking at my phone. Someone just texted me that Sunday Night Football is also New Year's Eve. So probably not the usual massive audience with a lot of people going out for New Year's Eve, which I guess is fair. Um, Jaron Hall, good luck. Um, Is that it? Yeah, that's it. We're done. J-Mac with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Lie News. So that that's a good point. Some that's a, I didn't never even thought of that. New Year's Eve, you'll be out boozy and uh, feeling it. Say it again. Oh, oh no, my bad. New Year's Eve, you'll be all boozed up, taking <laughs> no, a I uh, taking an Uber around uh, town. Let the, the audience know. Having a beer with my friends, have having the, chicken. Correction. Rooms. Having a pop. <laughs> Whatever that means. <laughs> a pop. Okay, seventies hey, guy. You can't say anything. Because I saw oh, the geez. picture of Just you with stop. double earrings. Now, now the producers are going to ask for it again. It's, it's not ever, happening. You know what it looked like a little bit? Remember the remember the band Wham? Oh, get the heck out of town. I'm not joking. Listen, we, when it's when we're out of football season and we need to gin up the ratings, we'll, <laughs> we'll, uh, <laughs> All right. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Hi, this is Jay Glazer, and you may know me from the world of football or fighting or even shows like HBO's Ballers. What you don't know is for my entire life, I have lived in something I refer to as the gray. Depression, anxiety. So now I'm coming out with a new podcast, Unbreakable, a mental health podcast with Jay Glazer, where each week, while we talk about mental health, I hope to describe it. Give it words. Listen to Unbreakable with Jay Glazer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. 
I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Herd will be live on New Year's Day. We'll break down Tua and the Dolphins' big matchup with Lamar and the Ravens. Plus, Jimmy Johnson joins the show, fresh off being inducted into the Cowboys' Ring of Honor. Oh, All that I like and that. much Way more to, go. to start the Way new to year. Way to go, Dave, the talent booker. Monday at noon Eastern on FS1. We get Jimmy Johnson after the Ring of Honor. That's exciting. He likes an occasional Heineken. You, he, you don't judge him. I love a good Heineken. It's no rolling rock, but it's a good beer. Okay. All right. Here, hold on. Here. Yeah, you got to fix that hair, buddy. Hey, listen, there's a lot of stuff going on here today. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of maintenance. Okay. So, I said earlier today, it's a weird week. There's only four games with franchise quarterbacks facing each other. Mm-hmm. And the one game, Baltimore-Miami, I refuse to bet. I don't want to be stressed out. I just want to watch the game. This week is interesting. Two of the best games to watch are in the early 1 o'clock window. Ravens-Dolphins. I think Giants-Rams is going to be a really good game. Okay. Okay, here we go. Tomorrow's headlines today. You're not dumpster diving this week. You're yeah, I doing... thought I'd give you a, a holiday treat. Pick some good games. So yeah. you have Lions-Cowboys. Great watch. So I need that sweat during the day. You're just sweating. Like, literally, your T-shirt is sweating because right. of the fantasy and the gambling. Cowboys-Lions, Saturday night. It's going to be a good one. You're going to stay in for oh, this I'm one. Gonna, I'm gonna... The headline yeah. will be Dacupuncture. <laughs> Prescott pokes and prods Lions. I like, now listen, the big theme this week for me is it's a week-to-week league. Remember, everybody's all excited for the Lions. Colin, did you see Nick Mullins had 400 yards of total offense last week? They were like over seven yards of play for the Vikings against the Lions. And they lost Hawkinson during the game. Like, what is Dak and that offense going to do to Detroit? Like, Detroit's get, gotten moved on a lot. Herbert hung 38 points on, remember? I mean, this defense is really atrocious. The question is, can Dallas get stops? I believe Dan Quinn's hearing all the noise. He's in a big showdown. Hey, how about this one? Dan Quinn versus Ben Johnson. Both these guys up for going to be head coaching oh, jobs, right? Two of the and best candidates. Quinn's against the wall. He's, he's up against the two straight losses. I think he shows up. And I do believe Dallas gets the win. You're going to have to sweat the backdoor cover because Goff's going to be chucking. Oh, yeah. But give me Dallas covering five and a half. Very proud of you. And, and th- this game, I didn't have the courage to pick. Wuss. Or the temperament. Tomorrow's headlines today, Dolphins-Ravens. I, my gut is Ravens, you beat the Niners handily. Week-to-week league. Baltimore's going to come back down mm-hmm. to earth and maybe not play that effectively. Yeah, I got a couple angles here for this one. You know I've been uh, hyping them all week. The headline will be MV Police. Fins take action <laughs> from Jackson. Sh- sorry to Lamar and company. I have Miami here winning and covering. I- oh, listen, my God. Man, uh, he- this is an interesting theory. Okay, so last week the Ravens kind of bottled up San Francisco. I know they moved the ball, but they held them to one of their weakest outputs of the season. Well, Miami runs pretty much the same thing San Francisco does, McDaniel, from the Shanahan tree. I think that's a big edge to McDaniel. We know what doesn't work. We saw what their defense did to slow what we run. We're going to adjust. He's had an entire week to adjust. And I believe, I know Waddle's out. That's not great. Mostert, not really practicing, not great. But why is the line coming toward Miami? It was four, three and a half. Now it's a juice three. I think Miami's aside here. And I just, you look at Baltimore, Colin. They've gone great game, great performance. And the next week, eh, a little less. A little bit, a little bit. And I think there's some pullback here. Coming off the bye week, remember they're facing the Rams, big favorite. Didn't totally show up. Need a punt return in overtime. I think Miami comes up strong here. And uh, Tua pulls the upset on the road. Yeah, boy, can you imagine how obnoxious the Dolphin fans will be to me if that happens? Oh, that will be exciting, yeah. Bring it on to daddy. <laughs> Tomorrow's headlines today. All right, let's dumpster dive. Falcons, Bears. Now, I like Chicago in this spot, but the wise guys I've been told like Atlanta. You got a coach fighting for his life, Arthur Smith. You got a quarterback fighting for his job, Justin Fields. The headline will be Smokey Bear. Only Fields can prevent <laughs> franchise <laughs> fires. Justin Fields never really smiles, which is disappointing, but I like the picture there. Um, I, I, I like Chicago. So do I. I. Everybody wants to go Atlanta. I, I just, I don't get it. Uh, um, the Chicago defense has been outstanding. Been Second put, half of the season. Montez Sweat's been incredibly totally impactful. changed everything. And now we just expect Atlanta to come in with a backup quarterback and move the ball? I don't. I, it's something, I'm missing I don't something get, here. I don't get the, I, I would have thought, I would have guessed Chicago plus minus five and a half. 
Yeah. I, so I, whenever this happens, I stay away because somebody knows something I don't. Yeah. I, I mean, I, again, this is a Justin Fields against a mediocre Fal- Falcons defense. Is not great. Okay. I think Justin Fields can do just enough. Now, D, the DJ Moore injury is not great. Turned an ankle last week, but he's practicing. He's so, practicing. I mean, he's a, he's a big time player, and and I just believe this Atlanta defense is overrated uh, all season long. They can't get the stops in the big moments. CJ Stroud goes down the field. Like, I see Justin Fields getting the win here and covering and. I, I don't know. I'm going up against some sharp money, but I'm fine with that. I'm, I, you and I both follow certain people and certain trends with professional gamblers, and this is, and it happens to me about three times a year. I don't at all understand well, the line. Remember last week, the pros were on Arizona, hammering them all week, and Chicago wins handily. It wasn't really close. They went by double digits. I, right. I didn't see it, but uh, you know, good luck, sharp gamblers. All right. The last two we both picked. Tomorrow's headlines, the Matt Stafford's on a heater. Early game New York cold weather against the Giants. Uh, Heater, so uh, last five games, 14 touchdowns, one pick for Stafford. The headline will be, buckle up, buttercup. Rams take Giants on a joyride. (laughs) Listen, I'm sorry. I know you love the Giants here and Tyrod Taylor and blah, blah, blah. I'm just telling you, this Stafford Puka Cup, Kyron Williams, this like triumvirate. I think that's right. Four people. Yeah. Anyways, they're dominating of late. And I just, I don't see how the Giants are able to slow down. Remember the Eagles last week up and down the field, 450 yards of offense. Why, don't the, why won't the Rams do that? This whole outdoor narrative, 1 p.m. start. I, I, I'm not worried about any of that. And, and I know some people are even pointing to, well, Rams have San Fran next week. Huge game. Yeah. I looked it up. The week before San Francisco, Rams 10-3 and three straight up in their last 13, right before the big meeting against San Fran. There's nothing there. Folks, let's, I'm done underestimating McVay. Remember I was bagging on him in the offseason, yeah. rebuilding. I was wrong. I don't mind taking the L there. I think they put it on the Giants here. Wink Martindale is like an old-school defensive coordinator, right? He does have one pitch. He's just coming with the blitz all the time. Good luck against Puka and Stafford. Uh, I just think this is Rams, 30 points easily, and they call it. Wow. I mean, come on. You think the Giants are slowing these guys down? My take is uh, it does matter. Early start, cold weather, Giants. Tyrod doesn't make any mistakes, and it'll be just a boring, ugly 26-23 mess. Giants are getting to 23. That would surprise me. I don't know. Rams defense is pulled back. Finally, another game. I think we have agreement. Tomorrow's headlines today. Seattle and the Steelers, they need to get to the playoffs. What say you? Hey, listen, this is um, Monday Night Football, I believe, right? This should be a good game. Um, I don't understand what some people are seeing. The headline will be Puppet Master. <laughs> Carroll controls third string. <laughs> Mason Root. Look at that. Pete Carroll grinning. Um, I don't know. Have you looked at the injury report? Do you, uh, do you dig into that? All- Minka Fitzpatrick's out. The leading tackler, Roberts, a linebacker, out. The third leading tackler, uh, KZ, was suspended for that hit on Pittman. I don't, how are they stopping Kenneth, uh, the, the running back uh, from uh, Seattle? Like Walker I, and Charbonnet. Walker, Charbonnet. Like, this running game should be fine. And let's be real. Mason Rudolph struck gold last week a couple times against the Bengals in a game that we both loved uh, Pittsburgh last week. I don't see how they recapture that magic here. I like Seattle big. I don't know why this. I'm going up against some money this week. Like people are betting Pittsburgh. I know. Mason Rudolph. DK Metcalf is is on the injury report today, which is not great. But he's a gamer. They that have, guy always they're, they're, plays. They're Noah Fant. Yeah. Smith and Jigba. Would Lockett. be nice if Witherspoon came back and played. He's been out the last couple of weeks. But yeah. listen, you know I'm not a Seahawks guy. There will be no shaving anything in the side of the head this year. But um, I, I do believe Seattle's the, top, the side here. They're a playoff team, Colin. Now, I don't know how live they are with Geno Smith, right? Well, I mean, my thing with Geno is, Geno doesn't like me anymore. But the point is, he's more than capable and his story is wonderful. But I do th- classify quarterbacks as sort of, can you get to the, tr- the trophy game? And if you can't, eventually I got to keep drafting quarterbacks. I think the Drew Locke game was amazing, and I think Geno's story is redeemable. Uh, but I think defensive coaches tend to be more patient with B minus quarterbacks, yes. whereas offensive guys like they they move off Alex Smith and Goff and Garoppolo, and that's Russell Wilson. Sean Payton's like, okay, yeah. that's not good enough. Yeah, a defensive coach would just keep going year after year. That's why when Pete Carroll moved off Russ. It was like, wow, wow. that's not generally Shocking. the way it works. You yeah. don't move off good quarterbacks as a defensive coach. I want to quickly go back to this week-to-week league thing. It is. Two it weeks is. ago, we were talking about Mike Tomlin coaching in other spots. Remember that? 
I think it was Breer, uh, Diana Rossini. Yeah. A lot of people, oh, Mike Tomlin could be in in play for other, other teams. They go out and pick up a huge win, and now all of a sudden everybody likes Pittsburgh again, and all th- everything's hunky-dory well, in Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh. fans struggle with this. Like, uh, fans, you and I have a lot in common with fans. The, 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 and not all fans are the same. But the, the, there's two groups of fans. The, the fans that are kind of reasonable, and then the fans, mostly young guys, that just emotionally, you love my team or you're an idiot. And, and that, that's about half the fans. This is a situational league. Week to week, weather to weather, you just don't know. San Francisco, I thought, was kind of bulletproof with that. And then they went out and got crushed. Yeah. By and large, Miami has been a game-to-game, week-to-week team. Yeah. Good at home, not on the road. Good in their perfect weather, not yeah. in bad weather. How about this? Seattle, two weeks ago, toe-to-toe with the Eagles, get the win, right? Oh, my gosh, they beat the Eagles. Last week, outplayed by the Titans. Outplayed by the Titans and need like a late drive by Geno yeah. Smith the final two minutes. That, it's like, a, it's a, the, the margins in pro football are yeah. this. Which Seattle team shows up? The well, one against Philly at home or well, the one that pooped uh, their pants against the Titans? Okay, so I'm getting Geno Smith. He's at home. You know what Sean Payton always told me? When you win a game in which you play poorly is the best week to be a coach. Seattle played poorly and won. So you can sell, we're magical. I love you guys, but you can hard coach them for six games. I watched that entire game. Seattle didn't play well. They did not they look did good at all. They did not play well. So I think Seattle's going to, like you, I think Seattle's going to, I think you're going to watch this game and you're going to know from the very beginning the Seahawks are the better team on this night. And that's what the league yeah. is. It's a situational league. And I think people saw Atlanta last week dispose of the Colts, right? They they look good. Uh, 29-10. Oh, my God. Oh, how about the Raiders? So the Raiders, Raiders look that's unbelievable against the Chiefs. And now, well, it's just the Colts. Gardner Minshew. It's they, not they, Mahomes. Yeah. Watch the Raiders come back down to earth. Divisional matchup, a team you know well, and now you're stepping out of the division and like less of an exciting moment. It, it's tough to understand what it is really week to week. Now, in the playoffs, that clearly changes. Yeah, and also, we, I've done very well, so have you last several years, predicting the season. I know who the better teams are generally. If Joe Burrow doesn't get hurt, I'd really be accurate in the AFC. But week to week, it's wild. It's like kids. I know my kids are going to grow up to be nice people. But day-to-day is rough. You don't know what you get when they're seven and chewing on stuff, right? That's so true. All right, we'll see you Monday. Be safe, the hurt. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.